for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome back to the show. Hello everybody, welcome to episode number 139 of Domestic Pirates Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John, joining me today is my co-host, Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, John. How are you today? Good. We've only been talking for the last 20 minutes. I always love when we do these intros because it's like we have to like pretend to the audience that we weren't just chatting for the last hour or a bit. You know, we've already been shooting the shit, talking about what's been going on. No one's the wiser. Everyone's like, wow, they're talking for the first time right oh now. God, this, this is live. <laughs> Come and, this is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Cue the laugh track. <laughs> I always said I wanted to get like a little um, soundboard for like like little clips. Oh, or man. You could be <laughs> like on the podcast of your mom's house. They have like the best soundboard ones. <laughs> it's I always brutal. Think- <laughs> I always remember like in Cumtown where they play like the like the guitar riff like the <laughs> like every time just like spam it I would fucking like cry laughing. All right, anyways, something to work on. Folks, we'll start a Patreon to crowdfund a, a soundboard. That, that oh yeah, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you might get a limited edition beer cozy. <laughs> yeah. And whatever other sort of paraphernalia we have lying around in our in our uh, respective homes you can get a half-eaten pack of nicotine gum <laughs> yeah, the, that, that should be like the tears like tier two is like just like a picture. Yeah. it's you, you get one a piece. picture and you're in a reflection but you're shirtless like taking the picture <laughs> that'd be weird. i'm pantsless i always keep my shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> like those pictures of like guys taking pictures of like kettles for sale and like it's just or like mirrors yeah, that's the mirrors. best. The one where they try to hide under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, what are we talking about today? Today is another brewery spotlight. Uh, we're coming at you from Toronto, Ontario. Uh, this is a brewery that is uh, been in Toronto, been been well known since they opened in 2015. Uh, where I'm from here in Ottawa, uh, these beers have just recently popped up on shelves within the last year. Or so um, I kind of noticed them. We'll we'll talk about it when we get into the cans. But they have a very kind of interesting, stark visual style. Reminds me a little bit, not the same style, obviously, but similar to something like uh, Dominion Dominion City here in Ottawa. Like it's really bold and mm-hmm. really stands out. Um, these kind of go for a little bit more of like a classic style, though. Um, but this is Burdock. Uh, brewery so this was i guess uh, as mentioned founded 2015 um in in bloordale um started off as a pretty small pub with uh, a few taps um specifically uh, a lot of their beers were sessionable based beers more lighter uh easy drinking beers um the the name burdock comes from uh, a burr like plant found ubiquitously across eurasia and north america and uh, ironically it's also often used as a liver stimulant uh, something and oh. they say there's something both the bar and the plant have in common there you go um oh. so the name was chosen actually intentionally as a nod uh to the founder's interest in plants um and also because it's a cool name sounds good um yeah and so this this brewery's done pretty well for themselves they've also i think as of 2023 so just a year ago or it might have been 2022 uh they opened up a second location in kensington market and that's actually now where they primarily produce all their beers the bigger space um, although they still have their flagship location as well in Bloor, in, in Bloordale. Um, and I guess because of that move to produce larger quantities, uh, then that's probably why now they're more available here in Ottawa and perhaps other locations in Ontario. I imagine part of that was to start 
you know, sending the beer out elsewhere. So um, I really have no familiarity with this brewery. I know of them. I wanted to go visit them last time I was in town. Didn't have a chance. Um, I guess, Tom, I imagine you don't have any knowledge or interest or not interest, but no knowledge whatsoever of this brewery. I saw the title of my Burdock. I'm like, Johnny spelt Murdoch wrong. Yeah, Murdoch Mysteries Brewery. (laughs) Murdoch Mysteries. You know, I've never seen Murdoch Mysteries. I know it's a big deal. CanCon, CBC. I've just never seen it. One day I will will watch it all. You don't need to. No. (laughs) I've watched some of it. (laughs) It's nothing It's it's kind of funny. (laughs) That's the only thing that I like about it. Well, doesn't it take place like it's like Toronto at the turn of the century or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's kind of cheesy. It's extremely cheesy. Yeah. I imagine the production quality is... Uh, I remember nice. the picker operator I used to swamp for. We had to share a hotel room one night because I used to just ride with him everywhere in the picker truck. And we got in, he's like, well, Murdoch Mysteries is on. <laughs> I was like, do you actually watch this? He's like... And he had it like pause. He's like, I watch it with my wife. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and his wife called him. Like, and he was like, yeah, so Are you watching it right now? What episode yeah, is it? Straight up. <laughs> so I, like, I'm like, Cool, I'll watch it with you. And it was like when they discover roller skates, and there was that's how like, ro- and they show us how like roller skating derby was invented. Oh, and it shows cool. like the roller skate bandit. <laughs> I was like, What is this? This guy goes home. He has like a Murdoch shirt. He's got like his whole house decorated. He's like, "Cool, that was close. I almost got exposed for my." Oh no, he did. I know how, he did, but like not to that extent. My <laughs> dad, though, speaking of that, used to have like a Jerry Springer shirt that he would wear, and I could see all this. Watching beer. it, yeah, he's like Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> it's he's like, like I'm really there. <laughs> oh man, he was heavy into it. <laughs> uh, he was at but... home during the day. What else are you gonna do? That's true. It's that or Maury. Our price is right, I guess. Not not many options. Oh, no. My dad wanted the thrill. <laughs> I, Jerry Springer was like even even more lurid Maury, I always felt. Like, Maury was yeah. pretty lurid. In hindsight, almost... Maury was pretty lurid, too. Like, all of his episodes were oh, like... Oh, some of them. Just like, you know, in the case of two-year-old Keisha, you are... And, you know, just talking, all that shit. You are not the father. He's the... Yes! Yes! <laughs> the cheering. Uh, I almost uh, got to go on it, like as an audience member. Like, if you're in the Connecticut what? area, yeah, I was in the Connecticut area. At work. You were I had to stay overnight. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Connecticut, and I was like trying out. Like, I could go on Maury. Like, I could be in the audience and be like, "Yeah, shout out to the fucking thin dick motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, folks, what beers are we doing today? Well, we got three from Burdock. Uh, we're going to be talking the Deluxe Golden Lager. We'll be talking the Vermont Blonde, and wrapping it up, we'll be talking the Ducks IPA. Um, I guess we could do our guessing game. Tom, which one do you think is going to be the winner today? I have, I'm tied. Deluxe Golden Lager just sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But this Ducks IPA, I think might be it. I think this is the IPA that will stand out for us. Yeah, I'm. I, it's interesting because they have a mix of small and tall cans. Like I always feel like the small cans are like really good. Like they give you like the small can and this very Vermont have, blonde. I don't it's know. Very rare very we cool. have a small craft indie can that's like not good. It's like pretty true. Rare. You're right. The bird yeah. the the deluxe golden lager is a tall boy for our audience listening. Yeah, that's right. So the the, the deluxe is a tall can. The rest are all three fifty five milliliter 
uh, smaller cans. Yeah, the Vermont Blonde looks kind of interesting too. These all look cool. I don't know. Vermont Blonde? I don't trust it, John. <laughs> you got your red flag race. Like, I don't know about this. I mean, well, I what is this beer going to do? Trying to make me put on some khakis and a sweater vest? Yeah, it's going to make you want to eat some Ben and Jerry's, you know, vote for Bernie, whatever else happens in Vermont. Who knows? Welcome to Vermont. Nice, quiet New England state. Well, why don't we talk about Deluxe, the Hell yeah. Style Golden Lager, brewed with premium say German Hell house. Style? Isn't it Hellas? Oh, it does say it it's on the Hel back. Hellas? It doesn't say it on the front. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I flipped it around. So the back, it's Deluxe Hellas Style Golden Lager, brewed with premium German hops and malt. Um, this one is a 4.5 ABV. Nice. Um, and it is, um, they, they give some information about this too. They say, uh, fermented, cool, and carbonated in a tank. This lager was hopped with Tetnager and Hallerto. I guess those are the, yeah, those are the hops used. Uh, on the burdock scale, this is one of the maltier beers we've brewed. Oh. Um, yeah. This one, though, uh, again, folks at home, again, check out social media. Go on Google. Just don't even bother. No, don't Google it. <laughs> like, I, don't I, have, I literally have not posted on that. In a couple of weeks, and I well, feel you could, horrible. you could, you could, you could post it tomorrow. Hell, you could post it even whenever. I'm gonna do a, a good thing. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a picture now, so I just have to, because <laughs> Lord knows. They do mention uh, on the front of this beer, they have like a little like crest, and they say uh, produced and packaged by Burdock at six, uh, Denison Square, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, this one, uh, this can, we were just talking before the show, this can is really slick looking. It looks very much like kind of like an old classic Miller High Life 80s beer, like a dad beer. It, even the color scheme with the red and the kind of cream white. Um, it looks really slick. Um, and the gold, uh, like the cursive gold font on it. It's like a, it's very minimalist. And then sometimes, you know, minimalism, we're not the biggest fans of some of these minimalist cans. But, but this can. But this is really well done. Like it's minimalist design, it. intentionally designed in a way to trigger those kind of nostalgic memories for this kind of classic American kind of style beer. Uh, or I guess you could say a lot of like, you know, a lot of um, European beers, lagers, pills are still kind of look like this when you get them at the store. Um, yeah, I think this looks really cool, actually, even though there's even though it doesn't really fit into my usual mode of the kind of types of cans I like. I really think this looks cool. Like when you're in the craft beer and I, and I'm speaking as if you're, if you're shopping in the craft beer aisle, oftentimes all the craft stuff's all together. Um, this kind of stands out. Cause it looks like, did you, did you escape the, you should be beside the cores and the Budweiser. Like, what are you doing here? Like, it doesn't look like a craft beer. Yeah. It's just, just like, what's happening there. And you know, that's, that's kind of the first way of why, how I kind of actually got drawn to this beer. Cause I was just looking on the shelf. It was beside like, I think some flying monkeys beers, which of course looks so crazy with their art style, almost psychedelic. And then I look at this thing and I'm like, I'm like, what's it doing here? Is this like a Czech beer or something? Like, I have no idea. And sure enough, That's how I kind of envisioned it. Was it to be like a Czech beer, like something of like of an import? Yeah, like it has that, that kind of look like... to it. Yeah. Because they always have a very elegant regal look to it. Or they'll have like a crest or something or something of that ilk. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have really much more to say about the can. What do you, what do you think, Tom? Oh, I really like this can. I like the color scheme. I really like how the gold pops on the deluxe labeling. One thing, I, this little image that's on the bottom that surrounds yeah. the Burdock logo at the very bottom, it seems like the sun and the fountain of youth. 
is how looks, I would impress. Yeah, it looks like a Freemason kind of logo or something. Like I don't know. Almost, almost, yeah. not that quite, but <laughs> yeah, you go you go to this brewery and just a bunch of druids and like masks for doing some weird weird stuff together. I don't know. Like I got some weird stuff going on at Burdock. But uh, I don't know. I, I love the can though. I'm gonna come in high at a score. Maybe this is controversial, but you know, I'm thinking of this can relative to some of the classic kind of domestic beers that we've done that I liked a lot. I'm gonna give this one an eight point five. I think it's really slick looking. Nice. I want like to give it an eight. Cool. I'm being generous. Did you, uh, Tom? Did you want to be the first one to crack this one? Always. Today? Always. Oh, yeah. ASMR. I hope you're ready. Because in the count of three, two, one, crack up. Ooh, hard pop. Hard pop. Oh, smells pretty smell clean, like? actually. Oh, like it, nice. It smells like smell, a lager. Yeah, it doesn't smell very like bready or, you know, like it's well, they said a lot of hops, and I was like, oh, God. Don't well, they did describe it as one of their maltier beers, but I, I kind of sometimes you expect like something really bready or. Oh, let's take a bit deeper. Oh, I think I can see it. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, smells, yeah, very clean. Good look to it. Nice, nice foamy head on it, too, as well. This tastes really fucking good. Taste it. Oh, yeah, wow, this is really nice. Wow, that's first beer of the day, but still. Oh, man, the aftertaste on it's so good. It has a really nice, sharp, hoppy aftertaste. It tastes like a Budweiser or something. It tastes like a domestic beer. This tastes really, very good. Really smooth. Oh, good. I'm very excited for the rest of these beers now. Yeah, their flavor profile, they say, they actually put the profile on the website. They say uh, creamy biscuits, fresh white loaf, and a distinct caramel mist. I'd say that, that describes it fairly well. I, I would say that. I, I definitely get the creaminess. Like the first sip, you're getting that kind of um, kind of like creamy ale kind of flavors. Um, you taste like the malt a, a bit, but it has a really kind of almost, almost a like a, a little bit of almost like a dry finish. Like it finishes really smooth. Hmm. Um, I find the flavor really consistent, though. It's really, really nice mouthfeel drinking this. I love the mouthfeel. Oh, yeah, this tastes super good. I do get some of the caramel notes yeah. that I was saying, but it's also a little bready. Another thing I would say about it is that it's not the aftertaste. Like you do taste it, but it's not like lingering or un, yeah. like offensive. It's good. It just kind of It kind of just filters away. It, it tastes good in your mouth, actually, which is what I kind of like with a lot of like good domestic beers is you kind of just have that lingering flavor in your mouth and it, you know. Sometimes it tastes good by itself, or if you're just eating, oh, it's, man. It's, it's a good compliment. Um, yeah, and this beer, you know, has a little bit of a, a caramel mist. Um, it, the beer is also a little bit darker. It's it's kind of, it's kind of golden actually, like holding it up. Um, it's uh, it's not hazy or anything by any means, but it is a little bit uh, um, darker than I was kind of expecting. But it goes down goes down really smooth. This is really nice. I said four point five, um, fairly late on the ABV side. Um, pretty bubbly. I would I would say I'm actually starting to you know get the burps a little bit. Um, um, I had a pretty big head and it went away pretty quickly, but it's still it's still pretty pretty bubbly. Which is I think I think though you kind of want that with a lager. You want something that's really feel kind of feels a little bit supercharged, it, like it, it carbonated. That, yeah, it gives it that kind of creaminess, that kind of smooth drinking experience. I, I think you really want that. I don't know. This taste though, I was very impressed by this beer. I like it. You know, I would actually about... like buy this for myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, we talk about the um, different kinds of beers, the airport beers, the uh, hotel beers. Well, there's also a little known one, which is the first 
DPO beer. So, you know, starting off the episode, right. That's part of the appeal. And oh, I think yeah. this was a really good, you know, beer number one. Um, it just like set the mood, right. Um, not that that affects its, you know, score objectively, but um, it does matter because it's, it's setting a good example for the rest of them to come. So, um, yeah, I, I dig this a lot. Um, you know, I, I had some high hopes for this. I just saw the can and it gave me a good feeling. I'm like, oh, just to kind of the vibes were on. Yeah, it's, it's a tall can. It's the only tall can. It's like it looks so interesting, kind of a throwback look. I'm like, oh, they must really like want you to like really dig this can and really dig this beer. And yeah, it's it, it hits it hits really good, goes down smooth. Um, yeah, really, really great drinking experience drinking this. I think this falls into our flavor profile pretty well based on like what you and I kind of like for, for some of these lagers too. Love it. Uh, do you have a taste score in mind? Um, yeah, you know what? Um, coming in, coming in hot once again, I'm going to give this a nine. I think this is fucking awesome. Wow. Definitely one of the better lagers we've had um, in recent Yeah, it's uh, very episodes, good. for sure. I'm going to give this an 8.5. Yeah, fair enough. Um, recommendation score i mean i would fucking recommend this oh, pretty easy 8.5 i would have this I, oh 8.5 okay yeah i would have this right off the tap. hop you know oh, what i think i think so i'm with good. you 8.5 as well like I, I could see myself easily like being at the brewery and me like, myself and i could enjoy this all like this would be really good on draft like at, at that at that brewery or if i'm at a bar that has this i wonder if this is like readily available at some toronto bars on and draft because this uh this would be pretty crushable Ooh. Deluxe, but, uh, most definitely. Are you feeling a, a mod at all? I want to, but I'm not. Yeah, I think uh I think I'm pretty I mean I fuck I gave it like a not I dropped a nine. That's pretty high. Um I'm not gonna give it a mod. I, I think it's nine on this. Definitely impressed by it, but I, I think it just like did its job really well. Um more than I was even expecting. It definitely went above my expectations uh for the kind of beer. Um, it was not that I was like anticipating a bad beer. I actually said that, you know, I was kind of expecting this to be pretty good, but it's way, it's actually better than, than what I thought. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, a decent, but kind of middling drinkable domestic style beer. But this is like a fucking, I would drink this amongst like Budweiser and, and, you know, some of the more Easy. domestic offerings. Yeah. Like to me, a banquet. Yeah. This would be a good option at like a sporting event or something. Definitely. Like, oh man. Like this would be really crushable. I'd crush these. Yeah. I was at a concert yesterday and I had a bunch of like Perth lager, which a little bit maltier than this, but definitely hit the spots. So, like I, I could see the, yeah. Considering of, they said it was going to be really multi. It really wasn't. Yeah. Like I, there's a bit of malt there, but it's not too heavy. I find it actually has a nice, like kind of hop, hop finish. The flavors really complement it. Well, it's a really well balanced beer overall. Um, yeah, so man, what a good start to the fucking show so far. Good, uh, good, good hit. All things considered, good hit. And it's uh, a hit. It's a hit. A hit is a hit, and this, my friend, is not a hit. Well, this is a hit. Um, okay. <laughs> Hash would like this beer if he's a beer guy. I don't know. Um, look, let's look at social media scores. So, on Beer Advocate, not enough scores to give it an average score. There's only a few, but the average that it does have uh, is a three point eight. And on it okay. has a 3.73. So pretty good, especially for a logger as well, too. Those are pretty good scores. Three points. Okay. I can live yeah. with that. You're like, wait, you're like doing the math. Like, three point. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> Crosses <laughs> off off your enemy list. You're like, yeah. Not today, unsuspecting citizen. 
I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> People to kill. <laughs> Billy Madison crossed him. Yeah. I'm really glad I called that guy. <laughs> uh, he shot me in the ass. Uh, all right. Moving Trans on. Transitioning from that last line, we're moving on to uh, Vermont Blondes. Uh, this one is a small can, and it's a really cool color scheme. It's like a it remind this one the most reminds me of like Dominion City because it's like a two tone kind of scheme uh, with the uh, blue and and kind of yellow orange or I guess yeah it's mostly orange. Um, kind of pretty good like complement pastel colors. colors. Yeah, it's like the typical like teal and orange kind of complement. This one's more of a blue though. Um, the font on it's cool. It kind of reminds me of like a. I don't know, something you'd see like in a magazine or something. It just has a kind of like a um, sans serif kind of like travel magazine font or something. It's very like almost like a, like a vaporwave kind of aesthetic. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting that vibe looking at this, like uh, some electronic yeah. music uh, kind of look to it. Look like I'm on Alderaan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, it looks kind of fun. I like how it has like this, like looks like this coastal view with like a cliff edge or a mountain. And then there's the sun. I don't really know what this has to do with the, Ver the state of Vermont though. Maybe this is a location in Vermont. I don't know. Um, but they, maybe they it's a style have... Vermont yeah. blonde is its own yeah. style. Maybe it has to do with um, some of the ingredients who knows, but they do say um, they mentioned that this is uh, our most crushable and easy drinking ale, a subtle dry hop with citra and fermented with a yeast strain okay. that produces some real lovely grapefruit rind esters. Uh, okay. This one's also a 4.5%. Um, so this one's another fairly light beer as well. Um, this can, very cool. I I dig it. It feels good too, the sticker on it. Like it has like a nice kind of texture to it. It's I like textured. It. I really like the feel of it. Yeah, it's a like high quality. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot going on. Like even compared to like Dominion City, there's not like a lot going on here, but it's it but I think the color scheme on it's kind of cool. It kind of like if you're not looking clearly, it kind of almost looks like a non alcohol non-alcoholic beer or something like that. It just you could like easily mistaken it for that. Yeah, or but some I kind of seltzer. Yeah, like just like a non-alcoholic seltzer that you get at the grocery store. Like it has that kind of look to it, like a mountain mist or I don't know, some kind of refreshing kombucha like... thing. Yeah, but it, it it looks cool. Um, yeah, I think the style is pretty neat. Like looking at the can a little bit more closely, I think it actually looks pretty slick. I do like the deluxe a little bit more. I think I think they just kind of nailed what they were going for, the vibe and everything. Um, I don't necessarily get that with this can, but maybe when I drink it, I'm going to feel differently. I, I wonder with like the sun and the water, if it's meant to be like kind of, um, a, you know, very relaxing, sweet beer. Like, I wonder if that's what we're going to get with this too. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. But what do, what do you think of this can, Tom? Um, this looks like Dune 2, the sequel. <laughs> do not say anything about the popcorn bucket. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Check Dom's ticket stubs. He was at anyone but you. <laughs> yeah, I saw him with it. <laughs> yeah. He's, that's how Tom got banned at the Edmonton Cineplex. Yeah, Edmonton South. Edmonton South. That's how he got banned. Yeah. But anyhow, um, I like the color scheme. I just think this is like too new wave in a way. Yeah, like it has that like new wave, that like 80s like vapor wave kind of tech look. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting. I can hear the music when I'm looking at this can. Like the oh yeah, the synthesizer. Maybe I'll have to put in a synth sound when we crack this can. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like when Rush was going through their experimental phase. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Um, that was the Definitely. time after all. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Can't can score. What are you giving this? Um, seven point five. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. I still like it a little bit more, but I'm gonna give it. I, I can't give it more than that though. I wish there was like no. a little bit more like notes or detail or something. It, it looks like there's like a fucking film credit that's going to be rolling behind this. Yeah, like the da, na, 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 na. off into the sunset. Like the have you have you ever seen like I, I, you're probably familiar with vaporwave. Have you heard of Simpsons Wave? It's like those vaporwave music videos yeah. that have like this yeah it's that like with the Simpsons clips or whatever. I'm kind of reminded of like that vibe. Like looking at this can. Anyways, wild yeah, times. Another, Anyhow, another more, that, that non sequitur. On that note, let's transition to cracking the can, and it's my turn to crack the can. All right, folks, hold on to your butts. On the count of three, two. One, crack them. Ooh, smell it. Let's take a smell. Oh, wow. It smells yeah. like an IPA. Yeah, it's you got the citra hops for sure. You can smell it. It's going to have Blonde that, like, ale? It's almost good. It smells like it's going to have like that juicy IPA kind of like flavor. Okay. Or uh, pours Don't like, fail a, me now, Vermont. The color is a little bit more pale wow. compared to the last one. And it's year. a little hazy. Yeah, I'd say a little bit. Yeah, the other one wasn't too clear, but it's definitely this one's hazier for sure. This looks um, like fucking lemonade straight yeah, up. Solid. Okay, let's taste cool. it. Mm. Hmm. Yes. Ah. Kind of tastes okay. like a non-alcoholic beer because it's not, not much there to it. It's pretty light, pretty crushable. It reminds me of that like uh, Sleeman lime, like a non-alcoholic beer that we drank. It has that kind this of like... tastes like a session IPA. Yeah, definitely. It's very very smooth again. Um, very crushable, I'd say so far. Like I'm, it's going down pretty easy. This is a session IPA. They say on their flavors, they Vermont blonde. They, you definitely taste some grapefruit. They say grapefruit rind esters. Yeah, you get you definitely get heavy grapefruit on the kind of uh, the front palate after you take a sip. Like the aftertaste, I'm kind of got like it tastes like I got a grapefruit peel in my mouth right now. Um, not really. It's not that powerful. Oh, really? I I think it's pretty strong. And they also mentioned crispy with a chance of lemon blossoms. Oh, weather forecast: crispy with a chance of lemon blossoms. Um, Cool. Yeah, it's I probably it's got, got that, that more. Kind of, yeah, it's got that kind of citrusy um you know vibe for sure. Uh not as malty as the last beer, certainly. It's definitely smoother. Yeah, profile's like pretty much more well, I guess it is like a blonde ale, but um, if it was a little bit more orange. It's a blonde flavor, ale, but this is like a yeah. This is way more like a session IPA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you get that. It like, is East Coast if you want to say Vermont. Yeah, maybe that's why it's the Vermont Blonde. Maybe it's the kind of the Eastern style. I, I don't know. But it's, um yeah, very smooth. Um, not as creamy. The the finish on it is it, not as dry finish-wise, I don't think. Like, um, I think it it's pretty, like, a, pretty consistent. Um, but very, very tasty. I'm, my mouth is watering. Um, just, like, after sipping this, I'm just, like, well, all the flavors coming out. Um, it smells great too. Like it's just a really nice crushable. Uh, this is pretty good. I'm very surprised. Yeah, I, I will say like I'm very impressed so far because these are pretty kind of these aren't very gimmicky beers. Like we have a straightforward lager, a straightforward blonde ale, and like they're really 
Not really like straightforward Blondale. It's it's advertised as just a Vermont blonde. Well, it is a it's a blonde ale for sure, but I'm just saying it's not like we're not having like a creamsicle ale or something. You know, like we're it's not gimmicky. They're these aren't like um that's not really their 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 shtick. They're kind of going for like straightforward, you know, flagship kind of beers, and the, and it's it's in pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this, and I gotta say the small can's cool because you can just really crush this through the back. Um. So far, I'm digging it. What do you what do you think taste wise uh, on on this beer? For taste, I'm gonna give it an eight. I really liked it. Nice. Checked off a lot of my marks, surprisingly. I'm you know what, I'm gonna go with you on this one eight. I like it a lot. Um I don't love it as much as last beer, but I still would drink this one definitely again. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um I like the flavor in it, the hops really well done, really well balanced. Um just has a really nice, clean taste to it. Um, like the aftertaste too, as I mentioned, I, I think it's really pleasant. Um, yeah, not, nothing offensive about it. Um, yeah, so recommendation. I'm once again, I'm pretty high on this. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go same as last. I'm gonna give it an eight point five recommendation. Uh, right on. I, I dig it quite a bit. I, I'm probably not as higher on it than some people might be on this, but I, I think it's just like it's it's given me sort of what I wanted. And I could see people really loving this beer. Like if you're someone who really likes their like citra hops, your like grapefruit style flavored beers, I could see this one being like a pretty big hit. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Pink Fuzz, somewhat similarly, because well, Pink Fuzz is more of a wheat ale and has that kind of uh, aspect to it. But this one isn't like really far off that flavor wise. It's kind of like if you took out the kind of wheat ale base, you would kind of have the same sort of beer, maybe a bit less sweet this one, but um yeah it's a pretty good pretty good and a lot less grapefruit yeah like it's not as sweet like you're not getting as much of the kind of like juice in it um or pulp that you'd get with the other beer pulp i would say pulp uh i feel like you'd have this on a ski hill in vermont yeah on a nice sunny day yeah hell yeah that would hit good that's the way i go about it uh likely to recommend all right i, I gave i gave an 8.5 recommendation score Oh, you did give 8.5 oh, yeah. for recommend? I'm going to give it a, an 8 for recommendation. Cool. I am giving this the modifier, though. Oh, I was I was just about to ask. I didn't think you would. All right, sick. We have a mod. Lovely. Um, it surprised me. I'm, uh, I'm going to say no to the mod, but uh, I'm glad that you threw one out. It's always good to have a unexpected kind of stealth mod pop out of nowhere. Like you're like a C mine, you know, you're not expecting it, and then bam, modifier. So, um, cool, cool, cool stuff. Um, I've still got a little bit to drink here, actually, so I'm just gonna uh, continue sipping. I, I I have some of the deluxe, but these are two small cans that are coming up, so I want to crush this one, and then I think I'm gonna uh, save the same glass for our our last beer. Um, I guess as I'm fin finishing this, I will note. Um, I was saying before I was at a concert yesterday. It was at the Brass Monkey. In uh, Nepean, Brass which, Monkey, <laughs> which I think we've been. Oh, to. I don't know, have you been to the Brass Monkey before? The one in Nepean on on Green Bank. The yeah, Hall? yeah, yeah. I remember you said the sights of Nepean. You showed the Metro Grocery yeah, yeah. Store, <laughs> and it's I was so like, funny. "Are they in like the new Barhaven area?" And then I was like, "You said like, oh, I'm at the Brass Monkey." I'm like, "Man, I just got tanked there." It's very weird because I don't recall the Brass Monkey ever being like a prominent like concert space but it seems like now they're no, getting like a, i used to like, see shows there oh really well i i know in recent years they have uh but i i wasn't i wasn't aware well, that back then they the used to 
Yeah, they, they still have get, like open mics. They get like legitimately big bands. So like I saw a military gun and like a, a some really Oh really? Band. I'm talking like local shit used to play there all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. But they've been getting like big big bands now, like big acts. And I'm like, it's it's a pretty good space, actually. Like it's 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 a large basement for sure. But it uh, is big. Like, the location's odd because you're literally like the the concerts end, you go outside and people are still shopping at the metro across the street at the same strip mall. And there's oh. a cop station across the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like there's a cop station across the street, and there's literally no other food options open except Tim Hortons. Uh so No, there's a pizza place beside it. Oh, well, it wasn't open. That. Well, actually, no, Fritz's, Fitz's, uh, that was open. That oh, no, I used to go there after drinking heavy there. Yeah, there was a pizza place. I don't know if it was open when no, the concerts ended, though. But... I used to be fucking hammered going in there. Yeah, but um, I guess to, to finish this up, uh, social media scores for... Oh, yeah, for the Blonde, UTI say. On Untapped, it has a 3.61, and on yeah. Beer Advocate, it has a 3.85, which is an 87. Okay. Very good. Um, so pretty, pretty high scores, yeah. Not, not too far off the deluxe, actually. Uh, I think... I maybe... give it that. Yeah, I would say it's pretty similar, similar spot. This beer we're going to be talking next is Ducks IPA. And John, I feel you are very partial to buying this beer for obvious reasons. Well, I do love Ducks, and I think this beer, uh, first of all, the can looks really cool. It's another small can, 355 milliliter. Um, has um, some information on the back as well, too. They say uh, a juicy and citrusy IPA oh. with our best hops. Expect balanced flavors of tangerine, pineapple, and mango. Uh, this oh. one's also a strong beer. It's a 6.3%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this can. I love the artwork on it. It's got a big old duck yes. on it. Reminds me of like, uh, the color scheme's cool. It's like a, like a hunting green with like kind of like a lighter, like, beige green kind of look to it has like a very like parks canada kind of classic ducks unlimited kind of look to it right like yeah like i would say ducks unlimited yeah it looks uh i i think this can looks really slick um it's actually um this is one of their flagship beers as well too uh it's a uh it was named after uh the most crowd-pleasing family of birds um and they have uh it's one of their other uh ipas they also have i think a, a like a supercharged version of this one they have like a uh, another Ducks IPA. It's like an even stronger one. Is it called uh, Duck Duck Goose? They should call it that. Yeah, they should be Ducks Duck Duck and then Duck Duck Goose. The triple IPA is Duck Duck Goose. Yeah, and I the mean, logo should come be the at goose us with the knife in his mouth. Yeah, come at us for more marketing tips. <laughs> yeah, We're, we've got so many. We're just giving away all this good free advice for all these uh, prospective brewers. Um, Again, the uh, texture of this can is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you think about it yourself, Tom? What do you do? You think can? I really love this. I love the dark green. That's one of my favorite colors. And yeah. having like a mallard on the front is really nice. Yeah, it, it looks really classic. Like it kind of reminds oh, yeah. me of that 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 uh, beer, the Puppers beer that they released that was tied in with Letterkenny. It has a kind of a yeah. classic look to it. That beer sucked, but the can was cool. And this kind of reminds me a little bit, sort of, of that vibe. It's like. A singular noun name ducks and just like classic look to it um yeah i think it just really really has a really kind of cool timeless kind of quality to it definitely i really like this this can i i feel like i'm in an old hunting store when i look at this like jim bob's like fucking fish and game store i'm surprised there's not like a hunting store that does like uh beers like Cabela's IPA or something like Bass Pro probably did something they could in the sell US. It. You could sell it there. 
No, I'm pretty sure they did. Like Bush Light did something with them. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah, they did like a camp. They've done like partnerships with them and stuff like that. The yeah. camp Bush Light's done partnerships with everything very Midwestern <laughs> that you can think of. Any single brand available, they have a. Bush well, no, like they've done things with like others, like they had the corn. They've done John Deere cans. They've done right. military camo. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. That's, That's all I'm saying. So, what are you thinking uh, for the spear? Oh, can score 8.5. Love it. I think I'm going to be right with you there. 8.5 for me. I think it's really slick looking, really awesome. Um, another kind of more minimalist kind of look to it, but it's just really cleanly done um, and really kind of pops again when you look at it on the shelf. Um, all right. Cracking time, though. Tom. Oh, ASMR. I hope you've changed your pants by now because in the count of three, two, one, crack them. Whoa, hard pop. Yeah, good pop on it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. see what it oh, smells like, John. It smells Boy. pretty strong. It's another another AL. Ooh. Coors, uh Ooh, smooth. Pretty smells good though. Not strong, super but good. Foamy, but not super carbonated either. It's not like bubbling up like the lager was. It has like a nice little inch head on it. I have a surprising amount of carbonation. Oh. Poor slow John. I see you. <laughs> uh, Color-wise, I'd say it's kind of like a marriage between the last two beers. It's a little bit more golden, but it kind of has that kind of haze yep. to the last beer. Haze to it. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, wow. That's a good fucking taste, man. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. That's really nice. Mm. Wow. So this is, I think, a double dry hop as well, too. So this has got, like, complex hop flavors. It's got Citra, Idaho 7, Eldorado. I'm not really flavor- familiar with Idaho 7. I think we've had Eldorado Idaho 7? Sounds like a is this, the Jackson band. 5? It sounds like, like an indie band from, like, 2005 from, like, New York City. Yeah, like, Idaho, Idaho 7. 7. And they play, like, Power yeah. Pop or something. Montgomery Springs. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, you get a little bit of citra. I don't really know. I'm not familiar. Maybe I should, you know, we should, I should really research this shit before we like speak live on the podcast. I'm just like, oh, oh I wonder what that one is. Don't have any other mechanism for finding out. Anyways, moving on. This like, is a vibes podcast. I a, tell what? everyone that. This, we, we, we operate solely on vibes here. We're not, uh, we're not experts in any other field. We're just vibes. We never said vibe. we were. Idaho 7, known for pine, tropical, fruity, and floral flavors and aromas, and also mango uh-huh. and pink grapefruit. I get a little bit of like the pine, I think, a bit. It kind of has more of that kind of um, – it is a New England-style IPA, but I kind of get a little bit of that kind of piney sharpness a little bit. Mm. It's not It's not mm. as totally as light as it was with the last one. Mm. I take that. Good. We're getting some moans. That means the beer's good. A moan. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a strong beer, but I gotta say it's pretty like goes down pretty good. It's creamy, smooth, um, good good aroma to it. The flavor it's dry, it's dry hop, so like I I find like yeah, it's definitely got like a little bit of a dry finish. I feel like the flavor it has a dry finish, but it it's not too off. dry at least. Yeah, like it falls like off. the juice at the beginning and the dry at the end. You kind of yeah. want it. Yeah. It's got a, a little bit like a, a bit of pineapple. I, I'd say it's got like a little bit of those tropical kind of front palate flavors like you tasted in the first sip, that juice. 
but then after that it's kind of yeah it's kind of smooth afterwards They mentioned as well, too, um, they say um, on their website, they say, are you a bird watcher? We've got a new one for you to add to your log. Out of the IPA sanctuary comes Ducks, a double dry hopped IPA that delivers big time juicy lemon, lime, and grapefruit aroma. In relation to the rest of our flock, Ducks has a flavor intensity that sits somewhere in between our APA and our classic burdock IPA. We dry hop Ducks with our freshest and punchiest hops, El Dorado, Idaho 7, and Citra, and the rest results will send you gliding on winds of tangerine candy, honeydew melon, and citrus vitamin C tabs. That's an interesting flavor uh, description. What? Vitamin, vitamin C, C tabs. tabs. Okay, hold on. Hold I mean, on. maybe a little. I, I feel like vitamin C tabs, I think of like a kind of like a chalkiness or something. But I know I've taken a lot in my lifetime. Maybe barely, like the first sip. I get like the citrusy vitamin yeah. C kind of flavor first sip, but it's not. That I would love to see like a, a, a citrus, vit sorry, a vitamin C tab, like IPA. That's like the oh, to look I like. I just, I I look over my vitamin Natalie is sitting over there for folks listening, and I just see her face just look like horrified. This description. Like, love it. <laughs> I just look over and it's like, <laughs> vitamin C. I love it. I used to crush it up and make it into nice, neat little lines. Make like a little, oh, yeah. I was going to say a T. You could also do it that way, too, I suppose. It burns. <laughs> I'd imagine so. You can, I thought you were going to make a little like beverage with it, like a little concussion. You could do I, that, too. That's what I've done. I, I but I've also. I, I heard I heard online someone was saying they were doing three scoops of instant coffee, a bit of chocolate and salt, and like a little bit of water, and they'd make like basically a gooey paste, and they would just raw dog eat it, and that was like their energy booster. Oh, I guess you could do that. And someone said they tried, and they're like pretty good. So, huh? Try it, John. Let yeah. me know. <laughs> After this pot ends, I'm doing it. <laughs> Fucking doing it. Bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Uh, yeah, I think this is really good. What a nice finisher as well, too. This is a good beer. Um, it's strong, but I got to say again, like the flavor is really well done. The hops are really pronounced, very smooth. I, it doesn't feel like too like overwhelming. Like sometimes with these six six and up stronger beers, sometimes there's like a point where you kind of feel like too overwhelmed by it or you take a sip and you're kind of a little bit, you know, wincing a bit because it's so, so much alcohol. But uh, no, not with this one at all. It's very nice. Considering um, this is a 6.4? 6.3% ABV doesn't taste as strong as you'd think. I've had 6% beer that tastes stronger. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm digging this quite a bit. Do you have a score in mind for flavor? I'm giving it an 8. Nice. I think I'm going to be... Uh, where am I at this? I'm going to give it an 8 as well. I think that's, that's fair. I'm not like blown away by it, but... I think it's really I'm happy. Competent. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's happy a really competent, competent beer. I like it a lot. Um, likely to recommend. I could see, I could actually see recommending this, especially for IPA yes. like heads. Again, like mm -hmm. double anything like I double dry hop IPA. I feel like if I hear that, that's like a, a Batman signal for like IPA guys to like try it out because like you're gonna get really interesting combinations <laughs> of yeah of IPA pairings and the flavors are always gonna taste really interesting and and this one. Very has like a very kind of classic smooth finish, um, no gimmicky flavors, but I think it's a really well constructed beer. 
Um, I wouldn't call myself like an IPA snob or a head, but I, I really do dig them. So I think this one would satisfy. I'd give it, I give an 8.5 for recommendation. I definitely recommend it to some folks. I think I gave all these like an 8.5, but I think they're all very recommendable beers. These are all, this is an insanely yeah. good lineup. Yeah. These are all good. Yeah. What about you for recommendation? I'm getting an 8.5. Hell yeah. You know what? I'm going to give this one a fucking modifier because I love ducks. I like the IPA. It's very, very well made. Like the can. And uh, yeah, why not? Quack, quack. I'm going to give it a mod. Quack, quack. Any mod for you, Tom? I am giving it the mod. Yeah, mod gang. Let's go. Quack, 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 quack. Cue the duck noises. The ducks are back. <laughs> we'll be right. playing that when we go to winnipeg oh yeah that's gonna be uh that's definitely gonna be on the uh i gotta make the playlist oh fuck i gotta work on that we already have the playlist oh we could use the same playlist uh from last time around yeah that's yeah cool. of course john <laughs> that playlist is amazing i can add some more songs to it i mean been two years why why would you (laughs) you're like don't mess with success (laughs) yeah something's not broken use the toyota rule it's not broken don't fix it but i actually think i will add some songs to it i think that's a good idea like what tell me i I don't know some probably some bands that i've listened to and music i've listened to since uh are you gonna put the carpenters on Oh, I could put a carpet. We've only just begun. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. Still shots. Oh, what a banger. So good. I always recommend the video of Karen Carpenter playing the drums because, like, she was an incredible uh, musician, generally speaking. And I feel like people, when they see her and they know a little bit about the band history, they just think, oh, contemporary you know 70s like boomer pop music it wasn't like who gives a fuck but karen carpenter was an amazing drummer uh musician in her own right um there's a video of her i can't remember what program it was but she was like playing the drums and like she could really like actually fucking play really good like technically speaking um really great musician so folks if you're listening just google that right now watch the videos good stuff um but don't don't stop the podcast keep playing the podcast but you know but but play that too (laughs) absolutely um social media scores for this beer let's see um what do the untapped untapped folks say they love it 3.85 what do the folks at beer advocates say they also love it albeit not enough scores for an average but they give it a 3.81 based on what's been provided so um pretty high scores this this beer actually ranks the highest beer advocate and tap wise although not as many scores i, I kind of think this is one of not it's not a new beer but this is a relatively newer beer so i wonder if uh how this will rank as more reviews come in but um people seem to love it I, I, again any any big notable ipas they always seem to do well with the with the beer snobs so um not 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 surprising there if anything it's actually like a little bit maybe lower than we've actually ranked it based on relatively what we drink, but I don't know. I dug it. I thought it was pretty good. I like, I really liked it. Oh yeah. So overall burdock, pretty good. We liked it. Good beers. Um, again, 
nothing, no stouts, no porters, no crazy flavors, just straightforward, basic lager, uh, ales, but hit really good. The house flavor, like the beers themselves were very immaculate, tasted great. Um, really, I really want to go visit their brewery now because like, I got to try more of these yeah. They do have a box available. So these three beers here in Ottawa, these three beers are available in single cans, but you can actually buy like a kind of like a, their flagship beer box. There's like six beers. I think two of them are from this lineup or maybe all three, but they've got other ones as well too. So I'm kind of like, I might pick up one of those boxes and, and maybe look at the other cans that might be worth revisiting for a, for a part two, but uh yeah, first experience this brewery, really good. I, I I kind of have a chip in my shoulder a bit because I've always like hyped up the Ottawa beer scene. Historically, Ottawa has punched above its weight in beer. Um, and I've talked about how much like Ottawa beer, you know, clears other Ontario beer. But I got to say in the last like five, six years, like Toronto breweries have gotten like really good. And now they're like widely available here in Ottawa. So they're kind of like taking over our shelves and while i do yeah. want to be like not 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 fair i'm kind of like well they're, it's really good i don't know like i really like this uh so I'm, I'm i'm quite partial to it so um yeah overall great experience with this brewery so again if you're in toronto if you're in bloordale or if you're in kensington uh market they've now got it's i said it's a production hub there but i do think you can go sit there and hang out as well too um check them out and I'm, they probably could find this beer elsewhere across Ontario. I'm not too sure where, uh, but I'm sure it's available. So I'll just say that. Um, so what, what are your kind of parting thoughts, Tom? Did you like the brewery? This brewery is really great. I thought the lineup was fantastic. Yeah. I really think that they did. They nailed just specific beer excellently. Yeah. And I like that they actually had a lot of information about their beers. They really specifically said um, the, the hops, the profiles, how they were brewed. Some of them, they mentioned how they were fermented with the yeasts and everything. Like, I really like to see breweries actually document. I say that as my day job guy. Like, I like seeing breweries actually document all the, the notes about how they make the beers and the flavors and, and all that stuff, the technical information, rather than just like, this is our beer. No other information. I kind of like knowing a little bit about that. Obviously, because I co-host a beer podcast, but also as a fan of them, I like to read about it and kind of get a little bit more of a insight into, you know, maybe a little bit about how they were created or the flavors and that sort of thing. It's It makes it a bit easier to kind of approach them, too. I don't mind it. I like to keep it brief when they write stuff. <laughs> like, I got no time to read this shit, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, give me more information. You're just like, fuck it. I don't, I don't got time for this. Give me a TikTok video about the spear. Actually, that would that that would be good. Yeah, lo-fi beers to study to. Easy. All right. Well, that. Oh, I almost ended the episode without even explaining who the winner was. So, before we wrap up, let's go over the the final scores. The scores are in. They're in. So, starting off from the top. The Deluxe uh, Hellas-style Golden Lager. I gave it an 8.7. Sheesh! Tom gave it an 8.3, which means that we land at an 8.5. Vermont Blonde. I gave it an 8.2. Tom gave it an 8 on the dot, so that means it's an 8.1. Now, Okay, wow. I gave it an 8.5. Tom gave it an 8.5 as well. It's an 8.5, which means... We have a tie. 
Ducks with the Lux. Fuck yeah, I love that. No one satisfied. No winners today. Well, there's a winner. Two winners. I did predict this. <laughs> yeah, there should be like a prop bet. Like, what's the odds of that we're gonna like land on a tie or something? Someone's gonna be plus money a thousand. <laughs> use deep use promo code DPO on your next DraftKings bet. Oh man, there yeah. could be a whole meta game involved with this. Um, yeah, so they tie. Um, I was higher on the deluxe than you were, so I kind of swung it a little bit. We were both on the same score, though, on the Ducks. We both love the Ducks. Um, Fermont Blonde, not so much, but we were pretty close, though. I mean, we're like an 8.2, 8.8 on the dot, so we were like just a hair below. You know, on a worse episode, Vermont Blonde could be the winner, depending on the lineup, right? So it's just a case of it wasn't the best of the three. But, uh, yeah, all three of these beers were really good. Um, all scoring above an eight is pretty nice to see, too. Um, yeah, I'll have to check out more of this brewery. And uh, I guess that about wraps it then. So uh, just about what's coming up on future DPO. Uh, we'll be doing another logger episode at some point. I've got some crap. Oh, that's right. To talk about. We haven't done a specifically a logger focused episode in a while. And I kind of like those because it's kind of like our that's our, you know, our OG style. We like the domestic beers. We kind of like those kind of approachable ones. So um, it'll be kind of nice to visit some of them. We have one. Uh, a lot we have we have a few is one from out, from out of calgary and there's a few ontario based ones so we'll be doing those um yep i also think we probably should do uh, another seltzer episode some, some sometimes soon. oh yeah seltzer sundays are coming back it's been a while i think it's been a good few months at least since we've done seltzer so um, it's been a while been a while <laughs> i was thinking uh we have our old co-host might be uh making an appearance in the future we'll see but uh you know uh, who knows maybe 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 if you're listening come on please <laughs> but uh you know maybe if we do a seltzer you might be inclined to join you never know you know have a couple of crush a couple of seltzers pick them up at your local safeway you know could be an option um, but otherwise, we've got some probably some more craft stuff to come. Uh, I've sent a lot of the random beers Tom's way, so I got to look at what we sent and figure out some kind of episode. I got one to send you. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah, I got to pick up another lineup too. I, was I got thinking, a lineup that we could make if I send you one. Yeah, I and you send me one. I should put in a beer order. There's some. There's some Ottawa breweries that I've been wanting to do another episode on, or or like like a new episode on. I got to take a look. I, Evergreen is like one of my white whales. They're out in Stittsville and they do have some beers available at the, at the local liquor store. But um, I think a lot of them are probably available. So far store. away, John. I know. Yeah. But I've never done an episode Canada. before. Canada. <laughs> or like Whippersnapper, but Whippersnapper, I always pick up the cans just to drink myself. And I never think to pick up for an episode. I don't think we've done a Whippersnapper beer episode. Maybe. We Thanks have, for but... thinking of me, John. Maybe have we? Maybe we have actually done one. I don't know. It's been so. It, we, it's been no, so. We have this point that I'm like, did we do this already? Because that happened with a beer where I sent you a bunch of them, and then I'm like, I looked at the, the lineups, and I was like, we literally did an entire episode with these three beer before. So, I think that was overdraft. I was like, oh, we've never yep. done this before. I'm like, ah, overdraft. And I looked at the at the Google Doc, and I was like, <laughs> it was like a year and two months prior. I was like, oh shit. Okay, well pivoting aggressively right now to something else um, but you got to enjoy free beer so you know can't complain can't complain so that's what's coming up some stuff and of course as mentioned we'll be 
just a month and change from now, we'll be uh, meeting up in Winnipeg. So uh, maybe there'll be some DPO stuff. Who knows if we have time for there it? There will be. I want to tell you that right now. We could prioritize it. We could, we could, um, I could bring my phone. We could do what we did in Calgary. We could just like set the phone on the table, press in Edmonton. record and do, uh, was it in Edmonton we did? Oh yeah, we did it at your place. Yeah. So we could do that. We could just set the phone on the table, press record and just do a, it doesn't even have to be a long episode. We could just do, um, whatever time we have and just talk a couple of craft beers we'd like, or, or maybe we could just broadly talk about some of the craft beers that we're going to try out when we're there. Because um, there are some breweries that are that are well known there, but um, we could do a beer at each brewery. That would be good. Yeah, that would actually be one a beer at each brewery. Hell yeah! Show me your good stuff, Winnipeg. <laughs> Show up. We're all like, dressed in suits, just like we're caught, we're kind of a big deal, you know. We're the we're, we're here to fuck shit up. We're Ottawa and Edmonton's signature craft beer podcast. So we scale the entire country. From coast to coast to coast. Coast to coast, we will have rocked the most. <laughs> so that's about it, I guess. Anything uh, to mention, Tom, before we close out? Uh, as always, watch the Seastruck Movie Podcast. If you want to learn about new movies and movies that you've seen before, it's a great podcast to listen to and learn about stuff. Hell yeah. We're uh, doing an episode next week on the Ridley Scott movie Robin Hood, which has some terrible reviews, so... Not necessarily looking forward to it, but I will watch it. It's, it's like two hours long, two and a half hours long. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot to power through, but we'll see. But we have done some more episodes recently. We did, uh, we've done a lot of the Ridley Scott ones of late. We've done, we're we're getting closer to modern day. We're now in like 2012, 2011 range. So we're, we're we're getting there. By the time we uh, get to the end of the Ridley Scott run, I think. Well, Gladiator Two wouldn't have come out, but we, but we've already seen Napoleon come out, so we're we're getting pl- close to modern day. And he just announced that he's doing a, he wants to do a Bee Gees movie. The man is like eighty five plus, and he's still doing it. You can tell by the walk the way I walk. I'm a ladies' man. No time to talk. <laughs> so that's what's coming up on that pod. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, uh, give us reviews. The usual spiel. I don't. I don't mention a lot, but yeah, do give us a review if you can. We've gotten a few. Over always. The years. We always appreciate them. It helps in little ways. So, um, but give us five stars. Don't give us like one star. So I should clarify. Give us reviews that are good. If you don't like us, then don't <laughs> review us, please. For the love of God, don't review us. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Tom, you want to take us out? As I say, it depends on what's always drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink or know your limit and drink responsibly. You can find us at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Domestic fights only. And email us at domestic at gmail.com. And remember, you can stay classy now. All right. Take care, folks. We'll see you again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pines Only. And of course, our email is domesticpinesonly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding 
Genial, que é o seu tesouro.